If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here we are once again, ladies. You've frozen on me. Can you hear me? No, I can hear you. You haven't frozen on me. You're frozen. You're completely frozen. Oh. I'm not, though. I look great. (laughs) This podcast is going to go very well. Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utterly bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger, and the dashing, kind, charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. Before we start this week's episode, we would love to thank every single one of our loyal patrons who have contributed to this podcast. We love you, we adore you, and uh, we thank you. You don't have to become a patron if you haven't got the dough, but do please, we'd love it if you liked and subscribed and it will signpost people to this particular podcast, which is our podcast, which you're currently listening to, presumably, because you like it. I mean, there's no te- there's no way of knowing, really. Shall we just assume that we've started and see how we go? Let's see if we can maintain this. Actually, Maureen, when my Zoom froze, it froze on a face that I thought, yeah, that's that sums Maureen up, actually. You look pissed off. <laughs> I mean, you might not have zoomed at all. I might have just had my face like that for a few seconds. <laughs> Fair enough. That's also very likely. How is everyone? I'm a bit ill, I think. I think I've got a cold. Maureen, I've got a cold. I've had that cough, haven't I? You're always a bit worried it might not be a cold. It might be something else. But I think I've just got a cold. You cannot have a cough. Just a, just a common or garden cough these days without people backing away, like with their hands over their faces. These are the same people who aren't wearing masks, by the way. They're not wearing masks, but mm. you cough near them like, ah, eh, eh. I was like, well, pop a mask on, love, and it won't matter so much. I have had a PCR test 
and I've been doing lateral flow tests every day. Okay. And I am negative. This is going to make me sound a lot more thorough, but I have, I've been working and every single job I've had to do, I've had to do a lateral flow test. I've done one every day this week and I am, I think negative because it always says you, it looks like you're negative, but you might not be, you know, it never says a hundred percent that you're negative. I'm like, what's the point of this bloody test? And I don't feel sick other than the fact that I've got this cough. So I feel confident that I haven't got COVID. Also, I've had COVID and I know what COVID feels like. And it doesn't feel like, oh, I feel fine. But I can't shake this cough. It's an occasional cough. It's a bit like having one of those occasional chairs in the house. Do you know, you know the occasional chairs you have in the house? It's not useful. Nobody wants it, but it's there. That's, that's my cough. Not that you ever want a cough, but uh, okay, maybe that analogy didn't work. Alison, how are you? I'm good. Thank you very much. I am not ill, ladies. So uh, one out of three. I don't feel ill right now. I don't mean to brag. But I have also been doing lateral flow tests, Jen. It makes me very happy to hear you do that. To be honest with you, I do it every time I do a gig because I'm around a group of people. So every morning, the next morning, I get up and I do a lateral flow. Oh, gosh, I don't do that. Well, We've already established that the way you look after yourself (laughs) is not uh, tip top. Um, you could do with a few tips on, on that sort of thing. But there we are. Look, that's not what you're here for on this podcast. You're here for something very different. Tips about health isn't one of them. <laughs> that would be a good section, isn't it? More in younger, healthy outlook. Yeah, if you think you've got a heart attack, just get a bus to the hospital. When trying to make something healthy, just add mayonnaise. Okay. Um, Alison, so have you been gigging a lot this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was busy. It was nice. I was in London, actually, for the first time in forever. So I was at the Comedy Store, which was really great. Super fun. Great shows. Great audiences. Uh, But what made it really nice, to be honest with you, you know when you just have that lineup of people and you have, like, friends and just nice people, so it's, like, just good energy the whole weekend? That's what I felt like. So I was really lucky this week. That makes such a difference. That's great when you get to hang out with people you like in a green room who aren't trying to one-up each other or neg each other or humble brag or be passive aggressive or just the typical green room. When you don't have that, that is lovely. And for a whole weekend as well. Great. I know. It was an absolute joy. So that was uh, that was really nice, especially because it was the first weekend back in London after a long time, like spending the full weekend there with all the people. And it was, uh, I had a lovely time. Put me in a good mood. Well, I travelled to Leeds and I stayed with some friends and their son has, has got quite a soft spot. He's eight. So he, it was really nice. He insisted on coming to pick me up from the station and then put a chocolate on my bed so it would look like a hotel bedroom. Aww. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have literally never stayed at a hotel where they've put a chocolate under my bed and also why are they putting it under your bed i mean i've never looked under a bed before i don't want to look under a hotel bed god only knows what you find i know what you mean under the pillow have you ever stayed at a hotel allison where they've done that i have what's the poshest hotel you've ever stayed at Ooh, poshest hotel i've oh in amsterdam uh my friend we went on a trip and she wanted to do it baller style so she got us like this super nice hotel it was like you know two stories in the room the bedroom was upstairs you could look down into the main living room area and there was certainly lovely Amsterdam chocolates on our pillow every morning. My posh is I was in the executive suite of the Hilton in Vienna because I was doing an acting job and this guy knocked on my door late at night and said, oh, do you want some wine? Obviously he was trying to get into my bedroom, but I was like, oh, no, no, I don't drink wine and just shut the door in his face. And then I realised he was just trying to get into my bedroom, wasn't he? Well, um, I think if a random man knocked to my door and asked me if I wanted wine, I'd tell him to fuck off. Um, so, yeah. Um, wow. I, that, is, that is incredible to me 
that there are some men that literally think that shit works. I, I just, I, can you imagine knocking on a stranger's door with a bottle of wine going, well, sweetheart, what do you reckon? I mean, expecting a positive response. That, I mean, what, what, what planet are you on, mate? No, that happened to me before in Italy. This guy knocked on my door and went, oh, can I, I need to borrow some shampoo. And I was about to let him in. And then I was, with the, I was living there and staying there with a the guy. And as soon as he said, he said, who is that? Then he went off again. But I was going to let him in and give him the shampoo because I thought he literally really wanted some shampoo. Oh, God, Maureen. I mean, in, in a way, your naivety is, is a good thing, isn't it? Because you do go around thinking, oh, he just wanted a, some wine or he's just wanted a cup of tea or... No, he, he wants to fucking give you one that's what he wants to do i stayed in a hotel uh when i was i was doing some stand-up comedy i think i, I think it was morecambe i don't know anyway somewhere where i i didn't have happy memories and it was in a, <laughs> a premier inn or a travel lodge and you know how some hotel rooms have like there's like a, a door it's locked but you know it's an adjoining door to the room next door anyway so i can hear someone knocking on that adjoining door like that you know and i'm like holy shit and I was like, uh, yes. And there was like a guy in the um, hotel room next door to me going, hello, hello. And I was like, hello. And he was like, hello, hello. And just kept saying hello. And in the end, <laughs> I had to pretend I had a boyfriend. I created this whole scenario where I pretended to be a man. Oi, you, I. Uh- Stop knocking on the door. Oh, thank you, darling. He's, he's really upsetting me. I did this whole scenario where I played this out in my bedroom, pretending to be two separate people. Bearing in mind, I'm barely awake. I don't know how I managed it. And then he eventually stopped going, hello, hello. I was actually terrified. I don't know what, because it was the middle of the night and just hearing some creepy man. It was like something out of a horror film. Yeah, anyway, I don't know why I told you that story. It was actually a bit grim. But, you know, that's the kind of stuff as women we have to deal with. And I resent it. I resent men propositioning uh, uh, me. I'm not interested. And also I resent men trying to scare me. I mean, people ask me why I'm a lesbian. I don't know what to tell them. <laughs> Can you all, as men, just 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 get the memo and, and fuck off, okay? Not our listeners, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Maureen Younger, I would love to know this week, what is your be my morning moment? I'd managed to block myself as a spam sender. I chose my own number and my own contact to block. <laughs> oh my God, Maureen, I don't, I'm not, I mean, I understand, but I don't understand. I've got to shut this down now. I've got to shut it down. Actually, this week's is a very short and sweet one. Uh, when I bought my flat, the first night, my friend Sue said, I'll come and stay at your house with you. So we went by public transport, of course, I wouldn't pay for a taxi. And we carried this massive, like, inflatable double bed, which we were going to sleep on. I bought the foot pump and everything and some blankets. And we got got in there because the flat was completely empty. And so I kind of, you know, it took ages to kind of blow it up with the foot pump. And then I realised I'd forgot to bring the stopper. <laughs> The one thing I forgot to pack. So there's two things happening there, isn't there, Maureen? One, you forgot the stopper. Two, you didn't buy a mattress that has a stopper that's attached to it. So this suggests that not only you forgot the stopper, but you bought a mattress that was probably at the cheapest end of cheap. 
Yes, Argos. I, I use Argos. Argos has a lot of quality products, actually, Maureen. That I'm guessing that had you blown it up, it wouldn't have lasted all night. And you would have got to that point, you know what <laughs> like you do with one of those mattresses. And the, the air goes out and you wake up in the morning, you're like, you feel like you're in a waterbed. <laughs> you're like, what? why do I feel seasick? <laughs> My mum, though, went and bought us like two like sun loungers. But I don't know if you've slept on a sun lounger. They're not meant for sleeping all night, are they? Wait a second. Your mum went out and bought two sun loungers. She didn't go and buy you a, a blow-up mattress. No, I didn't think of that. Well, clearly your mum didn't think of it either. That, I mean, that's a double Be More Maureen moment. There's a Be More Maureen and a Be More Mabel. I, I was going to say, I think we're figuring out genetically where some of this comes from now. And also, two sun lounges. That's really tricky to carry, tricky to manoeuvre. At least when you buy a mattress, it's rolled up. Yeah, but I would have had two mattresses. You don't need two mattresses. Yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're abs- no, you don't, absolutely, you don't, you don't, Maureen. I mean, you could have taken it back. <laughs> Did you have a, a yard where you were living or a place to put the sun loungers after the sleeping? Well, they used to be in the house, but now I've got a shed, so they're in the shed. Okay. How long were your sun loungers in the house for? Probably quite a few years, to be honest. Years? Yeah. Oh, no, they might be in the little cupboard. I've got a little cupboard outside that might be in it. I don't know. I don't remember where I put them. Your flat isn't big enough to have two sun loungers out for a few years. No, they wouldn't have been out. They would have been closed up, wouldn't they? I would have closed them up. I would have left them lying out, would I? Well, I mean, Maureen, you say that. (laughs) As if I wouldn't have left them lying out. But we don't know that, do we, Alison? No, absolutely not. I'm imagining them holding books. That's what I'm imagining. <laughs> just two sun loungers with various books on them. It's just another surface, Alison, and you're not wrong. <laughs> Had they been left out, you're absolutely right. They would have eventually just been a place to put some more books. Well, I mean, that is, I mean, it's very, it's very uh, uh, on trend. It's, it's <laughs> very on trend. <laughs> I love the idea that you've blown this bloody thing up and it's taken you forever and then you go, right, let's stick the thing in the stopper in. Oh, I mean, why was the stopper not in the, the hole? It was a separate thing and I just forgot to bring it. It's, but it's not a separate thing, is it? It's part of your mattress. It, and, and as you discovered, a necessary part of your mattress for your mattress to work. Yeah, well, anyway, I didn't bring it. So. No, no. Well, look, boring. We wouldn't expect any less of you, really. Uh, do you know what I'm realising is that uh, uh, we could do about three of these a week, actually, couldn't we? Really? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. I mean, we could. Every day we have options to choose from. Yeah. And these are the ones I notice. <laughs> I don't notice most of them. Let's face it. I mean, that's true. There, there are a few where I have to go, that, that's a bit more boring. I mean, the fact that you didn't question your mum buying the sun lounges, I thought was, I see your logic, Maureen. I see it. <laughs> I don't agree with it, but I see it. Um, we have a, a listener, Grace. She's one of our top listeners in the WTB gang who put up a post on Twitter about her own uh, Be More Maureen moment. Uh, Grace is a doctor and um, she arrived at hospital uh, with only one shoe on. Now I ought to, <laughs> and said, is this a Be More Maureen moment? I ought to point out that Grace is in a wheelchair. So it's not like... And it would be a little bit weirder if she'd walked to work and hadn't realised she only had one shoe. So uh, they had to find her another, they had to find her some shoes and she got two. <laughs> so they gave her two shoes, but they weren't the same colour. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, that is, that is a Be More Maureen moment. And I would encourage listeners now, I'm going to put this out there, see, see what you think, um, gang. 
if you have a be more more in moment do send it in and i'd we would love to read it out come on it can't i mean listen i've had my own be more more in moments alison had hers maureen obviously lives them and dreams them <laughs> if you have one email us at women talking bollocks at gmail.com and believe me we will enjoy reading it out loud on the next episode maureen younger Thank you so much for your be more morning moment. But now we must head over to the woman that knows more than most. It is time to ask Alison. Go to the gym, get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice. I ain't using it. Well, this problem, I think, is a great one. And if I may say, I'm very happy. I needed this problem to come in for myself. So I I like this one. Here we go. Lately, I have been feeling a little overwhelmed. Normally, I'm a pretty happy person, but I'm finding it hard to stay positive. What are some things I can do to turn a bad day around to a good day? Oh, I would want to, I Listen, I'm locked into this. I need to know this. And I thought that. I was like, oh, that's a good, bad day into a good day. How do we turn a bad day into a good day? What are the things we can actually do? Look, we all have bad days, obviously. They are inevitable, but turning it around is up to us. We cannot look for an outside source to be the thing that's going to change our bad day. It is up to us. So, number one, when you have a bad day, this is what I want you to do. Acknowledge it. Accept it. Don't try and be like, no, no, I'll just move on. It's going to be fine. No. Be in that moment for a minute. You're having a shit day? All right. Today's a shit day. Acknowledge it. Accept it. Let be with it. Don't don't run from that. Okay. I think a lot of people always want to run away from negative, And sometimes we just need to feel it for a minute. Okay. When we feel it, it'll give us a better idea to do the second step, which I think is pinpoint exactly what is causing it. Now that might sound simple, but often what we do is when we're having a bad day, we just, we just go, oh, God, I feel awful. This day is shit. Uh, no. There is something that has caused that. Don't let it spill into everything else that is determining your life that day. What is the thing that's put you in the funk? So try and pinpoint exactly what it is. Number three, consider how, and bear with me now, everyone, this is going to be hard to take. Consider how you may have played a part in it. All right? You might be a little bit to blame. I know you don't want to take it on. None of us do. But let's think about it. What what maybe did we do to contribute to this? Taking ownership rather than just being the victim of the bad day makes us realize that we do have control over it. So that is a big thing. And number four, then we've got to take some sort of action to change it. Even a small step is a victory. And when you can do something, when you start doing these small steps, then you can celebrate the victory. And you know what? Then you've begun the positivity, everyone. So some ideas of things that you can do to turn a bad day around. Now, bear with me. I've got a long list, but I wanted to get down a bunch of stuff because I wanted to give you a load of options. Some of these, I'm sure you'll be like, yeah, I get it. But you never know. Sometimes, sometimes people don't think of these things. Okay, so number one, bad day. Take a shower, everyone. Sometimes a little bit of water, 
a little bit of just washing the day away. And sometimes being in that shower for a minute is a moment of relaxation. It can make you clear the day. It can make you clear that funk. Sometimes having a shower or a bath, I like showers, but have a little bath, have a little shower, get in the water, just rinse it off. Sometimes physically cleaning makes us feel a bit better. Number two, another thing you could do, take a little nap. Now, this might be controversial. Some people are into naps. Some people are not. My mother believes a nap resets a day, right? If you're not having a good day, sometimes that nap, when you re-wake up, it feels like a new day. So sometimes a little nap is a good thing to do. Three, I mean, obviously, we could talk to a positive friend. That's always great. You could always write in to ask Allison if you just want a little picker-upper, right? So a positive friend, okay? Or, or just someone that you like to chat with. Uh, oh, I loved this point. Eliminate something from your schedule. Look at that day. What do you have planned? You know what? Take something out. Take a bit more time for you to maybe just do nothing if that's what you need to do. Eliminating something from your schedule can sometimes really help. Music, people say put on positive music. Sure. I mean, a little bit of music can always help. I love this one. Go for a walk. I cannot stress the importance. Sometimes just getting outside, some fresh air. And I'll tell you, when you're having a bad day, going outside is probably the last thing you think you want to do. You just want to hide in your room. You want to hide under the duvet. You just want to eat food. But sometimes a little bit of fresh air. Get out there. Have a little walk. You know, I'm a big fan of the gratitude list. When you're putting in gratitude, it's hard to have negative emotions. Think of anything you are grateful for. I'm talking about anything, anything you can be grateful for. Look at some happy pictures from the past, you know, and I have to say Maureen is a big, you are a big inspiration for me, Maureen, because you often post a lot of photos from like beautiful moments you've had from your past, your throwback Thursdays. I often really look forward to seeing pictures of things you've done in your life because you always put up good things. You always put up nice memories. So Maureen, I think instinctively you're doing that anyway. So well done you. Meditate. All right. When I say meditate, I mean, even if that's just thinking happy thoughts, thinking about, I don't know, something that turns that day around. Meditation seems a little overwhelming. Sometimes it's just allowing yourself to think in a space for a period of time. If you're looking for perfection, trust me, you're never going to find it. So if you're a perfectionist, you got to let that go. Perfectionism sometimes is what it will always make you have a bad day because none of us are ever going to complete everything we plan. Force yourself to smile. It might feel weird, but I'll tell you this. The more you smile, the easier it gets to smile. And you're also using less muscles when you smile than when you frown. Little side note, everyone. Dark chocolate. Eat a bit of dark chocolate. Now, people say in general just chocolate, but specifically dark chocolate has a little bit that releases some, some of those that dopamine. Turn off your bloody phone. Get that phone out of your life. Just even if it's for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, get rid of the phone. Okay, sometimes that phone is the thing that is throwing all those thoughts and energies into you that were not yours, and you don't need to take on other people's shit, everyone. So turn off that phone. Write down maybe what's bothering you. Sometimes people don't take a moment to reflect. Write it down, and then write out a way that you think you could turn it around. Write down the thing that's bugging you. What are some options? Don't judge yourself. Just write it down. Certain smells. I didn't even think of this. Smells. Sometimes the smell of things. They say specifically, I was reading a lot of research on this, orange and lavender. I'm not a big lavender fan, everyone, but I do love orange. I've always loved citrus smells. Sometimes a smell can turn us out of things. Don't be hard on yourself, okay? Stop the self-punishment. If you're having a bad day, fine. You're having a bad day. I know I said except you might be responsible for it, but don't beat yourself up over these things. Just just be gentle on yourself. 
Accept the day is challenging, but look forward to tomorrow because you know what? Without this bad day, tomorrow may not be a good day. So always remember, you might be in a funk today, but it is today that helps you to see the good in tomorrow, perhaps. Deep breathing. Take some deep breaths. People do not breathe enough when you're having a bad day. A lot of shortage of oxygen can cause you to get into a negative state of mind. And the last thing I really want to say, some positive quotes, all right? A lot of positive quotes can do you some good. And I have this one from Maya Angelou that I want to leave for everyone today that I really liked. Here we go. You may not have control over the events that happen to you, but you can choose not to be reduced by them. So there you go, everyone. These are some simple ways that you can take a bad day and turn it around. Oh, Alison, thank you very much. Very good advice, as always. I think it is easy to get overwhelmed, isn't it, with everything that's happening. Also, I don't know who wrote into us, but whoever you are, if you are anything like me and have a vague compulsion to listen to the news or read the news or engage with the news, stop. It's a hiding to nowhere. You want to be informed. You want to know what's going on in the world. But at the same time, it's so relentlessly negative that it's not about absolving yourself of any responsibility, but it's just about saying, I can't actively do anything about this. And this is making me feel terrible. And I think when you said we have to take responsibility for ourselves and our own behavior, we any one of us might have a compulsion to do something. It might be to be on Instagram or check up who's at me on Twitter or what's has anyone looked at my TikTok video, whatever the fuck it is. All of those things, right, are hiding to nowhere. There's a slight dopamine high where you go, oh, somebody thinks I look good in blue. And then let me tell you, there's nothing to be gained from it. You know, it doesn't fucking matter if someone likes anything you put up on social media. We are now living our lives vicariously through other people's eyes. And we have got to stop doing that. And that is, I think, is often why we feel overwhelmed. And that's why we feel anxious. And that's why we feel stressed. It's because we're relentlessly on our phones. And we are overstimulated or hyperstimulated by news articles or... Uh, you know, celebrity stories or whatever it might be. And it, it, it just makes your brain fizz and fizz and fizz. And there's no peace and there's no calm. And I think, like, I know I make fun of Maureen Younger all the time. It's one of my favorite things to do. But Maureen, I have to say, is one of the very few people I know that completely disengages with all of that. And she goes away and she reads 72 books okay now that might not be your cup of tea you might be like i hate reading find something that you enjoy doing that has got nothing to do with your phone and maureen mutes everyone in fact i think the only person maureen hasn't muted is herself <laughs> so many times she'll say oh blah blah how did that thing go or did you do the thing or whatever and i'll go oh i put a post of that up on instagram and she'll like oh i didn't see it and i'm like i think she's muted me I think actually Maureen's <laughs> muted me. Anyway, that's not the point I was trying to make. Going for a walk is, I found for me, is really good, both as a creatively as a comedian, because it makes my brain work differently, but also when I'm feeling very low. It, it does something, doesn't it? It just, it, just it, it, it buoys you, it gees you, it lifts you, and it takes you out of geographically where that funk is, which is in your kitchen staring at your phone. So... Alison, thank you very much. And I hope that whoever wrote in that that has been of some help to you. 
If not, just go back to the beginning of series one and listen to this, because um, honestly, if if nothing else, it's white noise in the background and it will distract you. Yeah, (laughs) exactly, exactly. (laughs) Well, Alison, thank you very much. Boy, you look surprised that you're here. I've just woken up. And yet she still has applied mascara and lipstick. I just want to point out. It's called being professional, Alison. (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. called oh yeah i've got it we've been talking bollocks yeah okay is everyone happy with that (laughs) oh guys we've been busy this week haven't we we've been busy on the tv screens watching things haven't we hey maureen what the what austrian drama have you jesus christ i have been watching austrian drama but i also watched something that wasn't austrian because just a bit more general interest what have you done with maureen no go on i watched winter oh well, i just i watched one episode of winter on amazon have you seen that it's an australian crime series and it features uh the main cop is a t- detective sergeant eve winter and it starts off it's quite a big start there's a one woman gets c- killed another one gets hit in a hit and run and their deaths are kind of interconnected with somebody who died eight years ago and it's it's it, obviously the case doesn't get solved straight away, so it's going to go into the next episode, which I, I actually find it quite interesting. I mean, it's not it's not mind blowing. It's not it's nothing new, but it's actually very well done. And there's an Australian federal cop who's also in, involved in these murders somehow, and she doesn't get on with him. So you suspect that they're going to end up pashing, as the Australians say, at some point in the in one of the episodes. But yeah, if you want to know like a you know like a thing, that I suppose if you and Chloe want to watch while Chloe's busy on the computer. Um, you know that might be a th- might be a thing. Winter, she's on Amazon Prime. Okay, actually, I mean, that sounds interesting. I'm in get. I, I'm interested in that. Even me too, Maureen. You got me with that one. Yeah, yeah. No nonsense, female cop. And it's it is the beginning is a bit of a shocker, and then it's it's quite interesting how it all it all starts to pan out. So yeah. Okay, I'll definitely take a butcher's of that. Thank you, Maureen. 
I have been watching, I, I can't remember if I mentioned this last week, apologies if I did, but I've been watching Nine Perfect Strangers on Amazon. I mean, it's got everyone you want in a series. You know, it's got all the people that you, you think, oh yeah, I'd love to see them. It's got Melissa McCarthy and uh, Nicole Kidman. It's a set in a sort of wellness center. And it's it's really, I guess it's lampooning the whole idea of this these wellness uh, places and all that kind of malarkey. And it, and it has, and they're all, these, these nine individuals are all on their own separate, sort of having their own separate journey. And I've watched about three episodes and somebody asked me, is it good? And I have to say, I don't know. <laughs> I know it's not bad, but is it good? I, I, I would, what I would say is I'm, I'm not not enjoying it. So I'm watching it and I'm not not enjoying it. So I will continue to watch it. But I have a feeling at one point or another, I'm going to go, oh, no, this is bad. But at the moment, I'm not there yet. I, I'm enjoying it. And I think it is. I, I mean, I just love watching Melissa McCarthy. And, I, and, and to be fair, you know, I know she's been in some brilliant things and has been in absolute pants as well. But she's just very watchable, isn't she? And there's another actor in there, Michael Shannon, who I who I think is really brilliant in most things that he's in. There's also a series on BBC, which I've watched one episode of, which I think is sort of runs in parallel. It's a bit similar to The Terror that I recommended people to watch. I don't know. I think you watched it, Alison, didn't you? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. So there's another uh, show on BBC. You'll be pleased to know I've forgotten its name. So, well, yeah. This probably won't make the edit, actually. Leanne is like, if, if, if you are going to go to the trouble to recommend a series on the television, Bristol, for the love of God, will you remember the goddamn name? Do you want to look it up while we talk, I talk about Vigil? Honestly, it was a really great episode this Sunday. I think the last episode was next week. I screamed at the end. I mean, it was a bit terrifying at the end, wasn't it? Oh, hang on a second. I'll be able to find it here. Most popular. Will it be under most popular? Ah, it's under most popular. <laughs> well done, Bristol. That was very smooth. No one will notice very in the edit. Smooth. They won't notice uh, because this will be edited out. So, because Anne is a professional, she won't keep this nonsense in. Anyway, the North Water. Oh God, Colin Farrell's in it, and he is repulsive in it. Absolutely repulsive. His the character he's playing. He looks like he's having a lot of fun playing this character. He's repellent in it, and it's about these um, men who are on this whaling boat. Now, what you realise very early on, because they tell you, that's how you realise. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I figured it out, actually. No, a character said it, is that the person that owns this whaling boat wants to sink it because there's more money to be made from the insurance than there is to be made from actually any of that whale blubber. And the guy that's captaining the ship is like reluctantly, OK, we'll do this because this is, he, you know, men in their boats are like, but it's a really good boat. Why are we? slamming it into the what you know he's like because look we can make a bazillion pounds so there is a, a surgeon that is on this boat who you find out has been dishonorably discharged from the, the army not quite sure why it's still a bit sort of foggy as to what happens and there's all these men that are on these whaling boats are all pretty grim you know i mean toxic masculinity times a thousand they didn't get the memo about the me too movement back then i don't know if you're aware of that <laughs> But the way they treat women is pretty revolting. Yeah, so that's where the story begins. It's quite slow moving at the beginning because there's a lot of exposition trying to explain who these characters are, what's happening and blah, blah, blah. But I'm already, you can already tell it's going to go south, even though it's called the North Water, actually. Did I mention that? <laughs> and I am enjoying it. And I think, Alison, if you can get past this first episode, which is quite slow, I think you're going to enjoy it. I think it's going to be very, very grim and a bit scary. So that's my, uh, I recommend that. And on a side note, very quickly, 
can I just say that on several train journeys, I rewatched 28 Days Later and 28 Weeks Later. And I thought of you, Alison, because you know how obsessed I am with zombies. I am absolutely obsessed. And I loved them both. The end. Oh, I'm so glad you rewatched those, Jen. Yeah, I really enjoyed them. Weirdly, watching them on the Disney app, which felt wrong. But there we are. <laughs> Wow, Disney's making some choices that I I would not expect Disney to make, but thanks to even Disney's like, okay, we do need to educate the people. There's some stuff happening in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Throw on some zombie flicks. That'll get them ready. Well, that's interesting. So what about you, Alison? What's your, what's the horror that you can recommend to us? Okay, so I was thinking about bad days. I was like, oh, bad days. What goes? So I would like to recommend and I don't think I've said this before, so I'm pretty I'm pretty sure the purge election year it's the third one big fan of it election year is my favorite one because i think the most happens like you want to talk about a bad day first off the idea of the purge i mean that's the epitome of a bad day okay everyone okay the purge is basically what happens is once a year there is a day where all crime is legal so murder whatever all crime is legal so essentially you got to lock yourself down, uh, hide away, and for 24 hours, people can do whatever they want. Why? Because this is what it kind of turns into. The idea is the rich people, okay, who are the fathers of the foundation or foundation fathers, they essentially want to kill off poor people. And poor people don't have the money to guard themselves. Poor people don't have the money to, like, be safe. Whereas rich people can hide in their big, beautiful houses, hire, you know, all these security teams. And it's the idea of purging out those that are not useful to society. So in their terms, it is the people who aren't making money, that aren't businesses. So the purge is basically to cleanse the earth. That is just a what a lot of old bollocks. You want to talk about it. And so the purge, number three, the election year, there is a woman politician and she is running to be the president and she's more or less saying, we got to get rid of this. You know, she comes from the poor. She's one of the main characters from previous ones. And so she's like, this is ridiculous. So it's her fight to stop the purge. But this is the story of what goes down in her life and some other people's lives on the purge, on the election year that she is running. And... I just love the concept of the purge so much because sometimes I look at our world and I'm like, we're not too far away, everyone. I just love it. So, And the election year is my favorite because there's a, a real delve into teenagers and how this also affects teenagers. And you see some real negative sides of some teenagers. You see some real positive sides of teenagers. So I just love the purge election year. It's a thrill a minute. But it's also like there's just some moments where you're like, whoa, all right. It just it makes you think about things. So I, I'm a big fan. And to me, that is the worst day ever. Come on. If you're having a bad day, just think, thank God I'm not in a purge. Oh, I mean, look, we all know, we've said this before, Alison, if there was an apocalypse or indeed a purge, I mean, comedians would be the first to go. No one needs us. Do you know what I mean? They're like, get yeah. rid of the comedians. <laughs> they're, a, they're bringing it. They're, they're a flipping. They're a, weight, they're a dead weight. Yeah. What are they bringing to the table? Absolutely nothing. Look, um, that sounds appalling, frankly, and I might give it a watch for that very reason. Because I think, I tell you what, I've realised about myself in zombie movies, and, I've, and I really felt like it when I was watching 28 Weeks Later, is this whole idea of the possibly the worst thing that could ever happen to you as a human being. And I find it incredibly cathartic to imagine. So for me, you know, that's why like you know the whole refugee crisis I find I just I, I can't imagine anything worse you know that's why I have a huge amount of uh, compassion for people that have been 
forced to leave their country and, and try and make a new life. But I think that <laughs> zombie apocalypse takes it to the nth degree, doesn't it? Where the whole of society is broken down and every single person on the entire planet is pretty much infected by a virus or something. And there's only like three people trying to run away from a million zombies. I want you to know that when the zombie apocalypse finally happens, I want to be the first to go. Yeah, I don't. I, you know, when you see the survivors that go, all I want to do is survive. I know me well enough to go. No, do you know what? If this is what life is, I'm out. I, I, just, I don't even like queuing at the supermarket. You know, that's the kind I've got very low threshold for anything, um, any kind of discomfort. I'm out. But the purge, that sounds like right up my alley. A day of absolute horror. Yeah, I'm in. But also I'm out. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. God, let's line it up, Maureen. God, we need you. Can you culture culture this corner? Of course, it's the corner time that is often cultural, but sometimes just batshit. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about art, because I think, I'm not sure, Alison, have you heard of Tamara de Lempica? No, but, but maybe when I see something, I'll be like, oh, yeah. My brother's got one of her... Or used to have one of her prints on his wall. They're so, they're sort of uh, not art decoy, but they're kind of very. They are art decoy. Oh, they are art decoy. Well, Thank I you. don't know if you can see them now. So that's Ooh. that's actually the refugees. That one there, and this is like one of her more famous ones. So Tamara Lempica, um, it's obviously talking about art on a on a non visual medium is is not the, perhaps the greatest thing. I'm not a great art historian. Just channel your Hannah Gadsby. Yeah, yeah, just get Hannah Gatsby in. But they're just brilliant. So once you've seen a painting by Tamara de Lempica, you recognise them straight away, don't you? They're just, I think they're just very strong. They're very colourful. We'll put them on the WTB Instagram and Facebook for people to have a look if you haven't seen them before. But they're just, they're very, she, she, they're just, what, what would you say, Jen? How would you describe them? Well, they're just very striking. And uh, they're, they're very much of their time. I imagine they were taken sort of early 20th century. Was it 1920s, that, about that time? Yeah, the very 20s. And they went out of fashion after the war, but then came back in in the late 1960s. And I, I'm just going to use her how she described her work. She was, I was the first woman to make clear paintings. And that was the origin of my success. Among 100 canvases, mine were always recognisable. I mean, she doesn't lack high self-esteem, this woman. But the galleries tended to show my pictures in the best rooms because they attracted people. My work was clear and finished. I looked around me and could only see the total destruction of painting banality in which art had sunk gave me a feeling of disgust i was searching for craft that no longer existed i worked quickly with a delicate brush i was in search of technique craft simplicity and good taste my goal never copy create a new style the luminous and brilliant colors rediscover the elegance of my models and that's true I mean, she did create a completely new style and she's got sort of quite uh, the, the the features are very structured aren't they so they're, they're sort of very defined features that the women have even when you can tell that the that, that they're wearing dresses that are sort of quite soft or velvety, they look sort of like they are chiselled into you know, almost like statues. The women are often very strong. There's a very famous one of her in the Bugatti car, which you know, driving a woman driving a car was probably quite considered quite you know quite a thing in the back in the twenties. What do you think? Because uh, you've never seen them before. What do you think, Alison? I think the colours are absolutely beautiful. Like this particular picture that I'm looking at, and when you see them, listeners, young lady with gloves. That's the painting. The, this woman in this green dress. It's stunning. Like I would have that up in my house in no hesitation like it's just beautiful it's it's the colors that draw me in more than anything just the bold vibrancy of it if people don't know her go and check her out uh she left quite an interesting life as well and uh i just adore her paintings i just think they're just 
fantastic. She did nudes as well, didn't she? And if you look at the painting group of four nudes, you'll get a better idea of her style of painting in terms of it's not naturalistic, is it, painting? It's, 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 very, it's got a very definite style to it and that really captures it. But the, yes, check her paintings out because, and also her prints are available in, in most art galleries, actually. You can get hold of her, one of her prints. So yes, thank you, Maureen Younger. That was your corner that was cultured. I don't want to lose my shit over... Okay, this is it. Right, let's go <laughs> I cannot handle this! <laughs> and now it is, what is it? What for, oh no, it's me, isn't it? It is me. <laughs> I want to know, Jen. I, I want to know, and I think everyone else does. What the hell's been getting your goat? Shopping. I don't like clothes shopping. I've never enjoyed clothes shopping. I never will enjoy clothes shopping. Clothes shopping can go fuck itself, okay? I don't like it and I don't want to do it and I resent it. And I recently went to some shops to buy clothes. It was a miserable experience. Can I just say, I don't want to buy a shirt with puffy sleeves. I don't. I don't want to buy a shirt with puffy sleeves. I've never worn a shirt with puffy sleeves. Guess what? I never will. Also, what is it with the shoulders at the moment? Puffy shoulders, puffy shoulders, puffy sleeves. Can we just get rid of the puffs? And and everything has got some sort of weird elastic on the wrists with a ruff. What are we? What is this like? Eighteen hundreds? It's the twenty first century. I want a simple block color. Is that too much to ask? I don't want floral patterns. I don't want paisley. I don't want lace around the collar. Dear God, can we not take into consideration women that like a more androgynous style? Can we not? Not everything's about florals and ruffs and fluffs and buffs, okay? And whilst I can appreciate that a lot of those dresses look good on other women, I don't want to wear them, okay? So have something for the leather, okay? Have something. Don't make me go to Top Man, which doesn't exist anymore. Have something for me. Just a block, a tiny corner in the shop where we go, they should just have a little sign that says, I think you lezers might like this. And then we'll pop ourselves in there because we, we've... I, I, I don't know if a lot of women are like me, but if I like a top, I'll buy it in three different colours. That's fine. That's all I need. That's all I'm asking for is a little leather corner. A little, little leather corner in every clothes shop. Thank you. I think that's a really good idea. I do too. They could have a section in every shop. We could just call it the classics. So you just, no matter what the crazy, stupid fashion trend is, so right now, puff sleeves, florals, the dresses, ugh, so much fabric... Then we could go to a corner that's called the classics. Whatever year it is, that will stay in fashion. That's the kind of stuff I want to wear. Look at Maureen's wardrobe. Whatever she wore 25 years ago, Maureen's wearing now. And in 25 years, yeah, Maureen will be wearing the same outfit. That's how we go. That's how we go as we get older, isn't it? But so if any, I mean, I imagine this is the kind of podcast that would appeal to a lot of people that work in fashion. I know it. I know it. (laughs) So for those of you that do work in the fashion, in the fashion industry, can I just say, listen, take into consideration all the women, not just the ones that like a puffy sleeve. Yeah. And some of us don't have figures of pubescent boys, so that might want to put that into consideration that some of us have hips and weight, well, we don't have waist and stomachs like a high waist, high waisted jeans with flares. Thank you very much. High-waisted jeans are back in, Maureen. There's a ton of them out there. And high-waisted trousers. I love a high-waisted trousers because I've got very short legs. So when I put high-waisted trousers, I I think it gives me like an extra inch or an inch and a half to my leg. Everyone looks good in a high-waist. 
You're right, everyone looks good. If you've got long legs, yeah, they just look longer. If you've got short legs, you look like you've got legs. Everyone's a winner. Oh, well, do you know what? I think we should put the world to rights this week. What do you think? Well, as per usual. Exactly, Maureen. Every week, dealing with world topics that are not touched on all the time. Listen, it's we're days away from an OBE, BBC, CBE, DBE, OMG. Ugh. One of those, anyway. Are you just having a fit? I don't know what all of those things mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> Women talking bollocks. If you enjoyed today's episode, then why not subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, like us, leave a wonderful message saying how much you enjoy our dulcet tones, particularly mine. <laughs> Will that do? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.